Welcome to Lions Den Radio. Lions Den Radio. The number one show for personal finance, debt management, entrepreneurship. Coming to you from the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia. Your host, Brendan Henderson. Brendan Henderson. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to Lions Den Radio. So this is episode number one. This is numero uno. I'm very excited uh, about this. It's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um, I'd played around with it a little bit, and I always thought it was going to be super fun. So I'm giving it a shot, and I hope you guys like everything. I think you're going to really like it. I basically wanted to to make this show, and I'll kind of tell you what like I wanted to do with it, what I wanted to make it about. But basically, I've uh, you know we'll get into my story and everything, and kind of how I've come to be with all this knowledge, but. You know, I wanted to really make a show that uh, that kind of helped people with stuff that stuff we weren't taught about in school. You know, there's a few things, few aspects in life that you know I've had to learn over the years, basically on my own. And obviously, there's people that helped me along the way. Um, certain you know words of wisdom that were passed to me that has all helped. But a lot of it was self-taught. Okay, and it came from just getting out there, reading books, um, you know, listening to podcasts of my own listening to audiobooks, and making a whole pile of mistakes, which is basically how you learn everything. But, you know, I, I always had a bit of frustration of these things that they didn't teach us in school, and they didn't even really mention it in school, right? Like, we sat through 12 years of, you know, learning what happened in China in the 14th century and, you know, stuff like that, where maybe, you know, that's good knowledge to have, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with China in the 14th century, but it really didn't prepare you for real life. Um, And the main aspects that I, you know, really want to focus on with this show are going to be finance, uh, budgeting, debt management, avoiding debt, and, you know, kind of the differences between good and bad debt, how to manage your money. Um, Fitness and health, okay? A lot of just keeping your body strong, um how you should be exercising, how much you should be exercising, what I've learned from working out, you know, over the past eight years or so. And, uh, and, you know, then just overall mindset, nutrition, kind of going into the fitness thing, but what we're putting in our bodies, and uh, what we're kind of putting in our mind, because that's, uh, that's something that gets overlooked, especially this day and age, social media has a way of filling our minds with garbage, if we're not, you know, if we're not careful about it. And, uh, you know, it can be hard. You can stop learning in a sense. But all these things that weren't taught to us in school um, are very, very important. They're important for everyday health and your overall, you know, kind of image of yourself and your your happiness. You know, depression is like at its highest it's ever been, it seems like. And uh, it's because we're not really focused on our mindset. We're not really focused on ourselves. We're focused on everybody else because that's what we see through social media it's easy to scroll through Instagram and see how much better everybody else's life is than yours. And, uh, you know, it can really all kind of compile on one another and create negativity and stuff. So we'll first get into my story. I'll let you know kind of where I came from and how I, uh, you know, how I ended up with a lot of knowledge when it came to budgeting and, uh, and debt management. So, you know, when I first got out of high school, uh, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life at all, like most people. Um, I didn't want to just rush and get into to college or university because I, I knew I had no idea what I was going to do. And I figured just rushing into that was going to be, one, a financial burden. You know, school's expensive. 
And two, I feel like it was going to be wasted time in a sense, right? I was 18. I didn't know a damn thing. And uh, I had to make a decision that was going to affect the rest of my life. I just didn't, didn't seem right. And uh, so what I decided to do was I figured I was going to get a trade, okay? So I did end up going to school, I guess, but it wasn't like this huge university degree. I just wanted to get a trade because, you know, I liked working with my hands. I like stuff like that. And I knew that a trade would be extremely valuable. You know, most trades are three, four-year programs of going to school two months at a time. You just, the, the, the three or four years is what's called your anniversary date. So from the day you sign up, four or three years from that, you'll get your journeyman certificate if all your schooling and hours are put in. So I knew that basically worse came to worse. I was just going to do school for six months because I was going to be a welder. And, and then when the anniversary date hit, I'd have a journeyman ticket and it was always something good I could fall back on that I knew I could make a decent living at, um, if all else fails and kind of give me time to figure out what I wanted to do. So that's what I did. I, uh, you know, back in Alberta where I grew up, the oil patch was a really big thing. And, uh, I went out and I found a welder who I knew was really good. And that was important to me too, as I wanted to learn from someone who was awesome because I figured, that's how I would be awesome if I learned from someone shitty. Well, like it would probably end up being shitty, and I didn't want that. So I went out, had a good mentor. And, you know, just a side note on that, especially in the trades, if this is something that you're going to, you know, ever do, not only do you want to find a mentor who's, like, skilled at the job, but you want to find a good person, okay? Now, it might not be like this in all trades, but from what I've seen, there's always just really kind of bad apples, especially the kind of the older group who are journeymen and they're supposed to be mentoring these young apprentices. Um, they can be complete douchebags, especially welders. I mean, I'm not nagging on them because I am a welder, but any welder who knows, other welders will know there's a bunch of douchebags out there bunch of drug addicts drunks they're just they're they're morons you know that's just being completely frank and uh you know when you're 18 to that 21 years old you now that that's a point in time where you're really becoming the man that you you could potentially be for the rest of your life you know obviously you can always grow and change but that can set a precedent for really good or bad path that you go down so you know the welder that i worked with he was a good man you know he's a good person um he had good values he wasn't a drug addict. He wasn't, you know, on his fifth divorce and, and had a crazy drinking problem, even though maybe we drank a little bit too much back then, uh, just having a little bit of fun. But he was a good mentor. Like he was a good person to have when I was becoming a young man, and it was someone I spent a lot of time with, so that was helpful. But that's what I did. I went off and I became a welder. I got my journeyman ticket when I was 21. Uh, I rigged up my first truck at 22. And, you know, that's when I, be, you know, I was becoming a welder. But that's also when I kind of figured out that I didn't want to be a welder, right? I didn't, I didn't want that road of just, like, laying in the mud for the next 20 years. And you work in the freezing cold. And you work in the, when it's blistering hot. And even when it's raining, sometimes they try and make you weld, even though it's, like, ridiculous. But, you know, that's just the way of the oil patch. And I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So I, you know... But I liked welding. I did enjoy it. And so I started seeking out, like, what could I do to go one step further? And, you know, there's some really amazing TIG welders out there that do some really, really great custom stuff. And, uh, you know, so I thought about doing that. And I was like, you know, I want to go even one step further. Like, what's what's one more? Like, what's the most badass thing you could be with welding knowledge? And that's when I discovered underwater welding. And so I had talked to, you know, a couple friends back home. 
they actually had, uh, he was a welder. He had an apprentice who actually went on to become an underwater welder. He was a hyperbaric chamber welder. Um, you know, he's traveling the world, making, you know, big money, doing a, you know, a badass job. It's extremely risky, but it was, you know, so I had reached out to him and, uh, basically what he did is he gave me a list of schools and training that I needed to do. And he's like, if this is the path you want to go down, you need to start with, it was a school called the professional diving Academy. You can check that out. It's in uh Danoon, Scotland. Our uh, daily planet even did like a segment on the school. And so you can see some of the instructors, um, that I, you know, trained under there. And, uh, and you know, that's what I did. So I, I, that's where I, I you know, I kind of packed up everything and I moved to Scotland for just over three months to do this commercial dri- diving underwater welding competency. I didn't get an underwater welding ticket. They just, uh, they give you a competency. The actual wet welding ticket is a different program, but I went and became a commercial diver and, uh, and, you know, did this underwater welding. It was, it was insane. You know, it was really, really cool living in Scotland for, for that time was insane because, you know, I'd been away from home, but not like that before, you know, when, even when I was welding and I was on the road, I was away from home, but it was really always a couple hours away, you know, moving to Scotland at, you know, 23 or 24 years old. Yeah. I just had turned 24. Um, it was a big step and it was pretty crazy, but I met like amazing people as you do. Um, I've got some wicked memories of that training and being at that school and being in that environment. It was super, super cool. A lot of cool stuff underwater, obviously the tools and stuff we use, the things you see, um, like it's just, it's nuts. It's very cool. Different world. Deepest I ever went was 50 meters. That that was our deep dive. So it was, you know, it was pitch black down there. It was pretty cool. Definitely awesome. So Scotland was wicked, but it also cost a lot of money. All right. As you can imagine, underwater welding school wasn't cheap. Commercial diving school, rather, I should say. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't cheap. It was very expensive to go. And not only that, it was, you know, it was in British pounds, like the the GBP. Um, So the conversion rate to Canadian dollars also kicked my butt, right? Like not only was the tuition expensive, but it was also like one and a half times as much money I needed in Canadian dollars to make this happen. So it was expensive. Um, so, you know, you, you do as any other student would do is you, uh, you save as much as you can and then the rest you take out in loans and stuff. Now, not only was tuition expensive, but I had to live in Scotland for, you know, over three months, which, you know, I had to have a place there and stuff, which the school and stuff, you know, they help and they get you like kind of the best accommodations that you can, but, uh, it's still very expensive. You know, again, all the money that I had in my bank account was Canadian dollars. So when I would take out cash or have to pay thing, pay for things, you know, in Scotland, I'm taking a hit on every purchase, just like traveling to Vegas or something. And when you're Canadian, you know, it's basically like the same as the American dollar. It was, uh, it's much more expensive for Canadians. So I was constantly taking a hit. Now, on top of all of that, I still had bills that I had to pay back home because like, well, I wanted to go do this and I wanted to take this step with my life. It was still a risk. So I didn't just sell my welding truck and everything. Um, I had to keep that just in case. And plus I knew school was going to be expensive. And I, my plan was, is after school was done was to go back welding and, you know, pay for all this schooling. So I'm still paying for truck payments and like my welding truck is very expensive. I still have to continue to maintain and pay for my insurance, my liabilities. And, uh, you know, it, it was still very expensive, the, the bills that I had coming. 
So paying for all that, finally I get out of school and, uh, you know, I want to just stay there and keep diving, but it's just not in the cards. I'm basically out of money and uh, I don't have a guaranteed job. Like when you come out of welding or diving school, they call you a baby diver. So a lot of companies will, you know, they, it's just like anything coming out of school. You pay for all this education, you get all this knowledge, you come out, you don't have any experience. No one wants to hire you. It's, it's difficult, right, to get your foot in the door. Basically what you have to do is travel around the world to, and I'm not picking on these countries, but like more third world countries, more kind of poor countries to find these diving jobs. But they're extremely unsafe environments, as you can imagine, right? They don't have the money to throw at particular like proper dive programs. So everything's, you know, they're cutting corners and it's dangerous. And that's the only way to gain experience. So then you can like build your resume, send it to these offshore rigs and be like, well, I did, you know, 100 dives here, 200 dives there, worked as, as a rescue diver here, blah, blah, blah. So I had to come home and I had to go back to work. It just, it had to happen. I needed to make some money. But life has a funny way of uh, working out for you in the negative sometimes. And what happened was is when I came out of school, uh, the kind of the oil patch world had hit a major recession. The price of oil had dropped ridiculously as you know it's continued to do over the past decade. Um, it had dropped and welding jobs were far and few between like i'm talking far and few between like there was welders losing everybody was losing everything back then it was very very tough time so i come out of school in an insane amount of debt no money and there's no work so i'm stressed to the absolute max and at this point with all the tuitions and everything and you know credit card debt that had racked up through this time like uh you know just paying for school and kind of just robbing peter to pay paul essentially um, I was about 50k in debt, right? About 50k with all the student loans and kind of credit card debt and stuff. Now I had a little bit of money in my welding bank account saved up, but I knew tax time was coming. So I, you know, I finished school in October, came home. You know, Christmas time's an expensive time; it can be. Um, there's no work, so again, I'm still paying for this welding truck and stuff. And then the spring hits, and I know taxes are coming, and when you like welders actually make quite a bit of money in Alberta, but you pay for it in taxes like you really do. So I knew tax time was coming and I knew that I was going to be writing some greasy checks to the government. I just knew it. And I knew that was going to basically finish my company account unless I got back to work. Um, so lucky enough, I was able to find a job making like about a third of what I would welding uh, in the office, kind of helping run this fab shop which was great. I'm very thankful for that. You know, it shaped a lot of the rest of my life uh, for the, you know, the upcoming years of five years after that, but getting to that in a second. So I found this job. So I had money coming in, but it wasn't much. And I had all this debt. So like I said, as tax time comes and I knew the company would be taking a hit and I would have to pay all these taxes, which I did. But what I didn't, you know, foresee was there was going to be an issue with my personal taxes. So what happened is basically my accountant phoned me one day and was like, there's been a kind of a mix up of your previous year's return and, you know, things were done incorrectly. And the short and long was I owed the government $9,800. So I had to pay, you know, I owed the government for this year's taxes and the previous year's taxes. It was just like this insane, this insane kick in the nuts when I was already like stressed to the absolute max. So I still remember getting this phone call. I was driving my truck and I just like pulled over. I just like hung up on my accountant because I was so mad. And uh, and I just remember putting my face in my hands and just like 
almost ready to puke. I was so stressed out. Like I'd never, I've never honestly, I don't think been this stressed out in my life. Uh, I just literally had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I, I already could imagine, like I would think about my debts constantly. And then now another 10 grand was just dropped on top of it. So it was, it was, it was just the worst, you know? And also at that time, like, that's what I mean, like where this depression can set in where I, you know, the stress of this debt was just kind of, it was affecting all areas of my life, right? Like I wasn't going to the gym because I just had no motivation. I was very, you know, you wake up in the mornings and you just don't really feel good about yourself. So the idea of like going to the gym or, you know, cooking good groceries and finding new meal preps and stuff was no, you know, I'd get home, just kind of cook whatever, order pizza every once in a while. Like I was in this very, very bad rut. And I just, I had no idea what to do. Like I didn't know how to fix it again. Like I didn't really know how to just budget and figure out this debt. Like, you know, the, the, and it's no fault to my parents. Like the, the financial advice I got from them was always, you know, save money, save money, save money. But like, there's so much more to it than that. So much more that I had no idea about. So I finally just decided one night when I couldn't sleep, you know, anyone who's like, deep in debt or knows the stresses of just about anything like those sleepless nights where you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just you 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 know your mind is going crazy I basically decided one night that I was going to fix everything I was going to figure it all out like I was just going to solve this problem I knew I was a proper problem solver and I could do it and that's what I was going to do I was going to solve this problem so I just read every book I could get my hands on every book that had that was in like the personal finance or self development area of chapters um, and the audiobooks and like that same genre that I would download. I listened to everything, everything and read everything I could get my hands or get on my phone to 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 hear knowledge from other people that could help me do this. And it really taught me and showed me like kind of the value of money. I also at this time did Microsoft Excel training so I could build proper budgeting spreadsheets that would like track all my finances and keep everything in track. Like I just, I, I really started to learn again and, uh, and it took two and a half years, just about three years, but I'd paid off all the debts and I had actually put a down payment down on my first home. So I really went from like, I still remember that night of going just from like, it felt like rock bottom. I'm sure things can always get worse. So I'm, you know, Things can always be worse than that, but it felt like rock bottom to, I had, you know, I, I, I put this down payment on the home and I still had a good amount of money saved. I didn't have credit card debt. My line of credit was paid off. Um, you know, I had, I, I have a vehicle. I have, you know, a good roof over my head. I got good food. I got good, I had it all. You know what I mean? I was very grateful for that stuff. Um, but it took, you know, it took that three years of just like solid focus and dedication. And, you know, there's, there's mistakes along the way and I would say like sort of relapses if you will because kind of when you start getting good with money the one thing is you almost get cocky with it a little bit and then you'll start to kind of make purchases with your credit card thinking like oh yeah I can pay that off you know I look what I just did but then that's not you know it's a mindset that you have to conquer it's kind of a different uh different topic for a different day but I, three years. It was three years, I always say, and uh, and I had figured it all out. And on top of that, I, from from reading all those books, and I'm telling you, like in that three years, not that it's an insane amount. You know, some people read fit, over 50 books a year. A lot of entrepreneurs, I think they read 52, um, or big CEOs rather. 
But I think in that time with the audio books and, and everything, I was around a hundred, about a hundred books, which again, you know, that's like 33 a year. I'm still not a crazy amount, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of information and knowledge on not only like personal finance, fitness, uh, a lot of running books that I, you know, I really enjoy running. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but I really, you know, was able to build a better mindset and, and just kind of see the world from a different view. And this was the view that I always imagined they should teach people in school. Like, you know, we read these, uh, these theorems like Shakespeare's scriptures and stuff like that. And while it's great, it does little value for you. It really does little value for helping you prepare for adult life, the rest of your life and planning for the future and, uh, you know, really accomplishing your goals and reaching elements of your potential, right? And that all, it, as you're doing that, you really build a lot of happiness in your life because you feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? When I finished a book, every time I finish a book, I feel good about myself that I wasn't just sitting there watching Netflix, that I learned something and it, it helps you see the world in a different way. Um, and that's what I always thought they, they should teach us this shit in school. Like, why didn't they teach it? There should have been a class on budgeting. There really should have been a class that, you, you know what I mean? Like we had home economics, like how to bake a cake. That's great. When I'm hungry, I'll be, you know, I'll eat a cake. I need to know how to manage my money. And I, the biggest, the kind of paradigm shift that I had, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you this right now is I used to always imagine like back when I was deep in that debt is if I just had more money my problems would be solved. It's not the case. It's never the case. You have to figure out how to manage and control what you have now before getting more money is going to solve any more problems. Because I'll tell you, you get more money, all you're going to do is either spend it, piss it away, because you don't know how to manage it properly. That was a huge, huge shift that I needed to figure out. And it, you know, that three years of like consistency, like it was so boring at times. And I basically lived broke for three years because I was, you know, I was focused on that goal, that savings and debt repayment goal. I knew that was more important than having a new quad or, or whatever. Um, but I, I, I just had to stay focused and that, you know, it, I, it just bugged me so much that we, they never taught us any of that stuff in school. So, you know, that's a lot of why I wanted to do this podcast and, and why I started the Lions Den Mastery and my blog and my email list and everything is to just give all this knowledge that I've learned to people who are who are potentially at that rock bottom in their life, right? Everyone has a different story. Everyone has different struggles. And maybe yours isn't specifically financial, but maybe you've hit that rock bottom. Maybe you're not feeling good about yourself and you'd want to know how to get into the gym and start working out. I get it. I know what it's like to go to the gym and feel awkward and everyone around there looks like they're you know they're athletic as all hell and they know what you're, they're doing and you don't want to look like a fool and you know you don't you know you're self-conscious you're insecure your confidence is low but you want to be there right you want to kind of you you aspire to be like them to know what you're doing um, to have a plan and stuff like that so I wanted to help people I wanted you know so they, they don't feel that way so they can walk into the gym and feel okay so they can open their online banking account and not have in, insane anxiety hit them like a wall because it's just like they see these numbers and they just know that they're in trouble but they don't know what to do you know and uh, or just to have when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're so stressed you have no idea you, you just want to go back to sleep but your mind's racing a mile a minute I wanted to have a podcast that they could throw on and that they knew there was someone else out there who'd been through it 
with God through it. And, and even maybe a few words on here, because I know some of the audiobooks that I listen to, the podcast I listen to, it wasn't the whole book. It wasn't the whole episode. It was a paragraph that changed me, right? It's not the whole knowledge that I consumed from whatever I was listening to or reading. It could have been a paragraph that just gave me that aha moment or that helped me stay focused, that helped me get back to sleep. That night. And that's what I wanted to give to people. That was the reason I started doing this. Um, and I built you know, my email list, my blog and everything. You guys can check that out. It's all at lionsdenmastery.com. You can get on my email list there. There's a million pop-ups all over the site to get on it. And you will get, if you sign up on that list, you'll get a copy of a budgeting spreadsheet that I built and use and used, sorry, to to get out of all this debt and really manage my money. Um, that's completely free. You sign up, you can download it right away. There's a tutorial on how to use it. It's very simple. You know, I kept it very you plug in numbers and you let the, the spreadsheet do the rest for you. A few things are locked out so you don't delete cells. Um, so you'll get a little alert if you're somewhere where you're not supposed to be or somewhere you're not supposed to edit and it's it's extremely easy to use, you know, it's uh, it's awesome. There's a lot of good information on my blog as well, if you guys want to check that out. Um, if you don't like reading, then just listen to the podcast, because a lot of the blog I'm going to talk about on here, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited for it, I really, I really want to help people. Um, I've developed a program as well, if it's something that you kind of, you know, you want to take it further, if budgeting is is a big issue for you and you want to learn some more, you know, reach out to me on the Lions Den Mastery email list. You know, all you got to do is hit reply to one of those emails and uh, I answer every single email, every single email. I've made it a point to answer every single email. So, and I try and answer them as fast as I can. Every once in a while, my schedule will conflict a little bit with travel and whatnot, but you know, depending on the time zone I'm in, but if you send me an email, I will get back to you immediately. Um, but I have a program, it's called Budget Like a Pro. It's, you know, it's a, a video course program. It comes with a lot more spreadsheets and stuff. And it's a it's a real compilation of everything I learned while paying off, you know, that it was about 62K worth of debt. It was terrible. But, uh, you know, and since then have, have kind of found a way to, to build an online brand and start making money from home, making money online. Um, there's another program coming out kind of teaching you how to do that as well. So if those are things you're interested in, obviously get on that email list. Let me know. Everyone on that email list is always kind of privy to everything I'm doing first, right? Cause they, you know, they follow me, they stay, uh, it's a free subscription. Obviously you just get free weekly newsletters from yours truly. Um, but I know, I know I've found that a lot of people, you know, they don't like reading emails and stuff. Uh, they want something they can listen to when they're driving. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. So, you know, the intro, this one's going to be a little short because I don't want to get into too heavy of topics because otherwise it's going to go two hours long. But I just wanted to let you guys know kind of why I'm here, why I'm doing this, why I think it's going to be value to you. And if you know you're out there and you're feeling stressed and and you have questions, questions just about life, let me know, right? I don't know everything about everything, but I can help in just about every aspect because I feel like mentally physically and financially i've seen kind of a lot of the really deep dark lows and have also brought myself out of that and i want to help as many people as possible so reach out to me and uh you know again thank you for being a listener i appreciate uh, your time today 
much more coming down the line. Got some amazing guests lined up as well. Some really cool people that I met along the way. And I want to, uh, you know, I want to share their stories as well with you. But that's it for today, guys. Take care. Thank you for being a listener to Lion's Den Radio. For more information, check out lionsdenmastery.com. If you want to be a guest on Lion's Den Radio, submit a request to contact at lionsdenmastery.com. 